Welcome to Beneath Your Beautiful, where guests share stories of adversity and perseverance, which inspire, encourage, and challenge us. We embrace these tough conversations, intimately exploring our loves, fears, and hopes with a delicious combination of depth and lightness. I'm Chantal, Chantal Carter. I'm an entrepreneur, visionary, creative visionary, I think, and uh, I'm the founder of Love and Nudes. I developed a line of skin tone intimates geared towards women of color so we could have a nude for our skin tone also, because nude was being um, identified as different shades of beige, and that's not the whole picture. Right. And you were in the fashion industry, is that right? I grew up in fashion, actually. My mom was in the uh, garment industry. I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada, in regards to fashion. It's the New York of Canada. So I was always kind of around it. I knew what sample sales before that was a general public knowledge. And I was always surrounded by that. And then I wanted a career in fashion. I worked as a uh, wardrobe stylist for, you know, magazine editorials, television shows, commercials. I saw how, you know, the darker models didn't have the same options as the, the white models. When you're darker, we didn't have like nude undergarments. The darker models didn't have that. And there's a functionality besides it being sexy and beautiful because it, make, it makes you look nude. It's functional because if you're wearing white clothing or uh, kind of sheer, if you have something that matches your skin tone, your underwear won't show through the clothing. When you're modeling on set or you don't know what you're going to be wearing. So you have to come prepared. It's preferable to come with nude undergarments. And when you don't have anything to work with. (laughs) Had you designed clothes before? What made you so bold to think that you could design a line of lingerie? Yeah. Like uh, what is like the audacity of me? Yeah, I mean, that's bold. If you weren't always a designer, you're saying you were a stylist. So that's pretty cool that you just thought, well, no, this needs to be done and I'm going to do it. Yeah, it happened because I kept waiting for somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't happening. Yeah. It's like season after season, like, and especially if there was a nude trend happening, I, I would wait. Okay, are they going to show the different colors or finally, okay, it's, it's time has passed. It's been updated. They're going to show different types of nudes, but it never happened. It's embarrassing that I have been to many department stores where, you know, they have all the bras hanging out and I never thought about it. You wouldn't think about that because it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Sometimes I get this reaction when I tell white people the stories. It's like, oh, shoot, I never noticed that. Am I a horrible person? It seems like that. It's like, no, it's not that. It's just it just doesn't affect you. It's going to be harder for you to notice. Right. In the same way that if I was in a wheelchair, I would notice whether there was a ramp or things were lower that I could reach. I get that. So thank you for that. Yeah. But for me, I needed it. Yeah. I always felt like I had to compromise. I love that, that you went out and did it. I appreciate that. I got so frustrated. I bought a white bra and panty and I found fabric paint. Oh, cool. And I painted it. Yeah, it was very resourceful, young woman. Tell me about the Stage Zero collection. Is that still something you're working on? Yes, it is. It's it's my latest initiative. Okay. It uh, came out this past February, February 2023. 
Sage Zero Collection is a line of inclusive silicone skin cups. They're bra attachments that show what the early signs of breast cancer looks like on racialized breasts, on like the different skin tone colors. Yeah. And the reason for that is like the face of breast cancer is typically a white woman. So it's like when you don't see yourself represented in something like that, you might not get screened early enough. Right. Or at all, because there's no reminder. And also some of the uh, the texture, the, the discoloration that's described when looking for symptoms, it's for white skin. Mm-hmm. It's not for darker skin. For example, I'll say like redness might not look like red on a dark breast. Right. So what does that look like? We um, developed this with an oncologist, a female oncologist that could show what it would look like on different skin tone colors. And my goal is to um, make this available as an educational tool. Very cool. How did you end up partnering with this oncologist? Well, I have an amazing team. I was working with an agency Mm -hmm. and they knew of her and reached out to her to help with this initiative. You're trying to change the age to get mammograms from 50 to 40. And tell me why that is. Black women have a 40% higher uh, mortality rate than white women for breast cancer. 50% mortality rate under the age of 50. And breast cancer screening in Canada starts at, in uh, most provinces, starts at 50. It's like, that's too late. That's too late for everybody, but especially us. So the petition is to move it to the age of 40. And right now it's in uh, Parliament. Oh, cool. And you know what? It does feel pretty amazing. It's like, I don't even understand how this happened. How you're part of it, you mean? Yeah. But that's just what happens, right? Because I started out in bras and underwear. Right. How do you get to breast cancer? Makes total sense, though, doesn't it? I yes, love that. Yes, it does. Yeah. You think about it, but it's like, I didn't see this part. Yeah, you just never know. You got to stay open to the possibilities. It's the programming, I think, what you're told. And you just get used to be a certain way of being and a certain way of thinking. And if we want something to change in our lives, it's not going to change when we're the same. It right. took me a long time to figure that out, too. I'm 55. I was 45 when I realized it was me that had to change <laughs> and not the world. Even if people are, quote unquote, bad or have done things that are wrong or whatever it is, when I was 45 and I went to talk to somebody about, you know, this terrible person and they made me take responsibility for my actions that led up to this, that changed my life. First, it's a bitter pill to swallow. I was very unhappy with it at first. You learned. You're open to that. Some people do not want to look at it because it's really difficult to do, to look at yourself as, did I contribute to this? You set me on this path of what else is my responsibility? We are so much stronger and more able than we give ourselves credit for. I would like to share, because I struggled with this for my whole life without even realizing it, is that you don't have to be like anybody else. There's no perfect way to do something. Your journey is your own journey. 
However, society will have you think if you're not careful about what you're listening to, you know, there's a undercurrent of it's got to be like this. It's got to like it's it's got to flow like that or do it like that person. And then when you don't, you feel bad about yourself or you cause you depression. And when it's really not even true, your journey is your journey. Do what's best for you. It can change as it goes along. We're fluid. Mm-hmm. And hire a coach or a mentor to make your life easier and to uh, get out of your own head. That's so beautiful. Therapist, coach, something. People just see things differently and that it's great to hear the different perspective. Exactly. I thought a lot of my thoughts were the truth. Mm. It's up to you to decide to change your mindset. A younger me didn't understand about changing my mindset because I was like, well, something happened. It happened. How can I change that? But now I totally get it. And I appreciate what you're saying. And I appreciate that we're all perfect exactly as we are. Of course, there's room for improvement. But, you know, I'm a photographer and people are always saying, well, when I lose 20 pounds or something, that's so stupid. I want to see the real you. I don't care what you weigh. I just wish there was more acceptance and not only acceptance, but unconditional love for ourselves. Because acceptance is, I love me, but I wish I weighed this much. Unconditional love is, I love me just the way I am. Especially women are just very brutal with ourselves. I am guilty of that or have been guilty of that too. That same picture or video I picked apart, 10 years later, I look at it. It's like, oh, damn, I look good. (laughs) It's like, but I didn't think so then. It is a crime, I think, to not love ourselves because we're wasting this one wild and precious life that is fleeting. Yeah. And the energy of that, I'm even thinking about that when we don't love ourselves, it's not great energy. Can we just put love in there so we can go out and love on everybody else? That brings me to how you named your company, Love and Nudes. Oh, that's so funny. How you slid that in there. I like that. The name is Love Your Nude and Love and Respect Other People's Nude. Mm, It's really beautiful. When you're putting out love, someone can receive love and put that same energy out there. Yeah. I have found that the more I love me, the more I love everybody. The more I love you, the more I can accept people's differences or... Yeah, because we're all connected. It's an illusion. We're separated. If you're hating on other people, you hate yourself too. I really think that's true. The more judgmental you are of yourself, the more judgmental you are of others. The more I love me, the more I love others. Exactly. Well, this has been such a lovely conversation and I appreciate your time and I appreciate what you're putting out in the world. And as I to you. Oh, good. Thanks. Putting out our voices and things that will help other people get an insight or a new perspective, I think is so valuable. So keep cranking out the good content. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beneath Your Beautiful, hosted by Hara Allison. And thank you for your ratings and reviews. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Stay tuned.